0: Welcome to the Locked On NBA Preview. I'm Nick Engsted of Locked NBA, and I'm joined by Wes Goldberg of Locked On Heat to give you everything you need to know about the Miami Heat going into the postseason. Wes, let's start with this. Um, leave Udonis Haslam aside for a second. What's the biggest on-court story for the Miami Heat this season?
1: Well, the fact that for all intents and purposes, they're going into the playoffs or the playing tournament, whatever we want to call it, on a three-game win streak, right? They beat Philadelphia, In Philadelphia on Thursday. They rested their starters on Friday. They beat the Magic in a meaningless game on Sunday. Both these last two games didn't matter of the regular season. But they are finally starting to put kind of their best basketball of the season together. And I guess you could argue at the exact right time. I don't know what that means in terms of whether or not they can make a deep playoff run, but you know, they, they've made some rotation changes. They've shortened the bench. Victor Oladipo is basically out. Kevin Love is playing the backup five instead of starting at power forward. They're playing these, like, micro-small lineups with basically Max Struess at, quote-unquote, power forward. So it's essentially like these three-guard lineups around Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. And the interesting thing about that, Nick, is that this is the Miami Heat. You think Miami Heat, you think defense and all these things. But by doing this, they've basically decided we're going to lean all the way into our offense as opposed to our defense. And since the all-star break, the offense has been above average, and the defense has been one of the bottom 10 defenses in the league. So this is a very uncharacteristic Miami Heat team, but one that is, like I just said, kind of figuring out what works for this version of the Heat going into the playoffs.
0: What's different for this version of the Heat compared to past versions we've seen?
1: It's just that they have basically decided that spacing around Jimmy Butler and Bama Adebayo is paramount to a degree that we've never seen. It's, that's always been the formula, right? It's always been obvious. Last year, you had P.J. Tucker, though, starting at the four. A couple of years before that, in the bubble run, it was Jay Crowder starting at the four. But when P.J. walked over the summer and they never really replaced him, you know, this was not a team that really had that two-way balance anymore. And for so much of the year, it's like, okay, you know, you're going to try to prop up the defense for a long time. They were a top t- uh, 10 defense in rating. And for whatever reason the kind of the floor came out from underneath it and they went uh for a couple of weeks just trying like almost in an identity crisis and i think they landed on something um that at least works better than what they were doing before and like and that's just putting your best shooters on the floor three guards almost all the time um and just letting and, and just playing through Jimmy Butler and we saw that last year in the playoffs everybody remembers his great run in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics but you usually don't get like Full tilt playoff Jimmy until it's playoff Jimmy time. But it, they the heat needed that down the stretch of the regular season. And so we've started to see that version of Jimmy Butler unleashed a little bit here. Um and they're they're playing through him just as much as they did down the stretch run of last year.
0: Looking at this team, what's the playoff rotation? Who are the who are the players? And is there anyone on the bubble that you're looking at saying, I'm curious if that person is going to make it into the playoff rotation or not?
1: Yeah, so I'll start with a starting five. Gabe Vincent, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Max Strus, Bam Adebayo, right? And then you've got basically three off the bench. You've got Kyle Lowry coming off the bench. You've got Kevin Love coming off the bench. And you have Caleb Martin coming off the bench. All three of those guys have started a bunch of games this year. So it kind of just speaks again to how much, how, how weird and just like squishy this whole <laughs> year was for the <laughs> Miami Heat in general in terms of their rotations and their strategy. Uh, the guy in the bubble I'm looking at, there's two guys really. Uh, And they both went to the same college, Cody Zeller and Victor Oladipo, right? Cody Zeller has given him really, really good minutes since picking him up uh, in the buyout market uh, during the all-star break. It's just, again, he he did destroy (laughs) them. What, 20 points (laughs) or something? Yeah, it was wild. Um, So, yeah, if they play the Mavericks in the finals, then they'll probably use Cody (laughs) Zeller. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he's given him, like, really solid minutes, but he doesn't space the floor. And that kind of goes back to the trade off that we're talking about, right? And then Victor Oladipo, again, does not space the floor. He's shooting 30% from three-point range. He's a complete wild card on offense. But defensively, he is so disruptive. He just grabs the ball from people. He he just sticks to you like glue. And so those would be the guys on the bubble that they could be used in, like, uh, certain matchups. Like, if you really need the lean defense, you could put Victor Oladipo out there to stop somebody. Uh, if you need a big body out there, maybe you go Cody Zeller over Kevin Love as your backup five. Or maybe if you get into foul trouble, even Cody Zeller gets some minutes. If like Bam or Kevin gets into foul trouble. So those would be the guys on the bubble. And then outside of that, you've also got Duncan Robinson. Like if Max Drews just doesn't feel in it, um, we have seen Spo do this and vice versa, where if one of Max or Duncan is not feeling it, he goes with the other one. And then that's the guy that maybe he has a hot hand. You get and you and you go with him for, you know, the rest of the game in the second half or something like that. So um that's kind of where they're at right now. I think they would love to stay with that that core eight and not really have to dip into those bubble waters a little bit. But we've seen Spo do it before, and we've and we've seen him have a quick leash with it too.
0: What is the biggest strengths and weaknesses of this team? Basically, how do they win games? How do they lose games?
1: You know what? This is not a <laughs> very unique uh, for the Miami Heat or for any team. But if the three balls going in, it, unlo- it unlocks everything and. Fortunately for the Heat, they've been shooting about 37% from three-point range over the last 15 games. This is the number one team in three-point shooting percentage last year, and they had the number one seed. So, like, the formula is right there. We know what it is. We see what it works. They have so much success with it. This year, for most of the season, they were one of the worst five teams in the league in three-point percentage with basically the same roster, which is the dumbfounding thing. <laughs> but they've they've started to sort of positively regress back to the mean. Like I said, 37% over the last 15 games. So if they can keep that going, that's how they win games because you know what you're going to get from Jimmy Butler. You know what you're going to get from Bam out of bio every single game, um, but it's whether or not those guys around them step up and take advantage of all the, 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 the uh, opportunities that Jimmy and Bam create for them with the kickouts and, and drawing double and triple teams in the paint. Um, the way that they lose is if those guys don't make shots, it's that simple. Um, you know, and when those guys don't make shots, you're talking about, you know, one way kind of players, limited players, again, like Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, even Gabe Vincent to a certain degree. And, their value comes from making shots. You know, there's, there's, they they could do little things here and there, but they're not really elite at any other one thing. And so, if they're not doing what it is that they're out there to do, what their job description basically outlines for them, um, then it just becomes a lot more of an uphill battle for this group.
0: What are the expectations for this current Heat team from fans, from the team itself, and then from from you? What do you expect from them in the postseason, going through the play in, and then into a playoff series, possibly?
1: You just asked me three different questions, and I think it's like three different answers, right? (laughs) Like, the Heat expect to make a run. Like, they expect to beat the Hawks on Tuesday night. They expect to get into the playoffs as the number seven seed. And they expect to challenge the Boston Celtics in the first round. Like, I I really do believe that this team expects that. Um, You talk to players and coaches. They're still confident. I don't, it's not the same level of confidence last year. I think the expectation last year was win the finals. I really thought they'd believe they had a chance. I would be, so. I, I, I haven't really heard that compelling of a of of a sales pitch from this team in terms of yeah we can win the whole thing this year um to me it's been a little bit of a downshift to we could we could take anybody on any given night and that's like a little bit of a different messaging right so I think that they expect to, to challenge the Celtics in a meaningful way and then see sort of what happens after that um the fans I, I think the fans are just sort of over it uh like this has been a very trying heat season. Let's keep in mind that outside of Kevin Love and Cody Zeller, like, this is a team that basically remained unchanged for eight months. And in the NBA, that's a lifetime to go eight months with basically the same roster outside of drafting Nikola Jovich at the end of the first round and losing PJ Tucker. Out, like, that was it, you know? And so I think fans are just sort of tired with this team. Um, I actually was having a conversation with a fan the other night, and he was like, I just kind of want – I wanted to like losing the playing tournament. Like, people are just <laughs> sort of over this season. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I can't even blame you for that. Like, it's been a very frustrating year. I think people outside of Miami are surprised to hear that. But, um, and then for me personally, I think they should, my expectation is win Tuesday night. There's no excuse not to, I think the Hawks are going to be a tough opponent. It's not a walkover by any stretch. It's a really talented roster, but you're the Miami heat. You got Jimmy Butler. You're at home. You're the higher seed. You should win this game. Go win. it. Um, And yeah, I think they'll probably lose to the Boston Celtics in the first round. And that feels about right for where this team is. They're not as good as the Boston Celtics. They're probably about where they should be right now. I think they're, you know, you play twenty more games in this regular season. Maybe they would have gotten the sixth seed over the Brooklyn Nets and escaped the playing tournament. But I think they're right about. I think this is about right for this for this roster and and how talented it is.
0: I was going to bring up the FanDuel line to win the East, but after that, I don't I don't think I can bring up that, that spread at all. Well, what it's is fun, it? It's a plus six thousand to win the East.
1: That sounds about right. <laughs> it was at plus five thousand like two weeks ago. So I'm not it was sure earlier
0: It was earlier today, plus five thousand. Because I, I went and I wow. before we recorded, I I hit it and I literally changed it in the middle because I went and checked it just to make sure I was updated with it. So yeah, they they dropped. So 8, Udonis
1: Haslem, Udonis Haslem <laughs> plays his last regular season game, and then they and then it's they're even worse. They
0: have a worse chance to win the East apparently. Yeah. Um, very good. The they're a they're a minus five favorite on the spread against the Hawks. What would have to, what do they have to do to win that game, and what would have to happen for them to lose the game? I guess.
1: Uh, to lose the game is an easy one. Uh, if, if if it feels like if Trey Young or Dejounte Murray or like Bogdan Bogdanovich, or John, like if somebody just gets hot, that's what's crazy about these playing games is the variance is such is so much in play. It's very much is sort of like March Madness. Um, so if one of those guys gets hot on Miami's home court and the Heat can't match, then yeah, then you lose that game. And that's just how the NBA works. That's not rocket science. Um, in terms of how they had to win the game, it's it's the same formula as what they did last year in the first round when they basically you know. Uh, walked over them and trap Trey Young every time he comes off of a ball screen, make it hard for him uh, to get closer to the rim and make plays for others. Um, play basically his weaknesses where you know what Trey Young wants to do. Ultimately he wants to take over the game. And if you make it so that that's really hard and he starts taking even worse shots than he usually does, then then you're in a little bit of an advan- uh, advantageous position and then protect the paint, right? Like Clint Capella nyaka Kangu, like John Collins, like they, those guys can have advantages over they're more athletic. They're bigger than Miami Heat's front line, too. So you got to box out. You got to take care of the little things sort of in the paint. But really, it just starts with uh, uh, eliminating Trae Young. And they've had a really good track record with that in the past. They're three and one over the Hawks this year. They had the first round series last year. So um, they know the formula. They're in the same division. They get it, they've seen these guys enough.
0: Go listen to Locked on Heat five days a week with Wes Goldberg and David Ramil. Great stuff from those guys. And uh, until, until they lose in the play-in, like Miami Heat fans apparently want. So go check out Locked on Heat. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us on the Locked on NBA Playoff Preview.